Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, Shulchan Aruch. We're on Siman Mem Vav, Halacha Aleph, learning the Mishnah Berura. Let's see what Shulchan Aruch says. When a person wakes up from his shena, from his sleep, Yomar Elohai Neshama. He says, the first thing he says is Elohai Neshama. And uh, he already spoke about Modeani and Netilat Yadayim in previous Simanim. But the first bracha that he says is Elohai Neshama, which talks about, you know, thanking Hashem for the soul that he brought back. Um, and it's Tahor, it's recognition of the holiness of our soul. Uh, then he goes on and says, When he hears the sound of the rooster, that was the alarm clock back then, he says, uh, he blesses, He that gives the sechvi, sechvi is a rooster, uh, is understanding to know the difference between, to know the difference between um, day and night. When he gets dressed, he blesses, Malbish Arumim. Hashem who clothes the naked. When he rubs his eyes, the bracha that he says is which is who provides sight to the blind. When he sits down, he blesses the bracha of Matir Asurim, which is releases those who are imprisoned. This is not in reference to ourselves. We weren't imprisoned in like a jail. But we are, our body was imprisoned during sleep. Our limbs can't move. They don't move much. And now we're able to stretch them. Um, speaking of stretching, because when you stand up, uh, he who uh, straightens those who are bent over, because at night we are bent, usually when we sleep, like cuddle, like that. And then we're, we stand up straight. When you put your feet on the ground, he, Hashem, who placed the um, the ground on the uh, on the water, who settled the ground on the water. So on the next uh, page here, yeah. When he puts on his shoes, we bless Hashem for giving me all my needs. When he starts walking, we bless the bracha of he who has prepared the steps of man. When he girds his uh, belt, Hashem, who girds us with strength. Uh, then here comes the Rama. Hagah says, Or you also would say this when you wear the 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 avnet that the the, the guard here is the garto, okay, or the thing that separates your your lev and your erva. Uh, your your heart and the uh, reproductive organ. There always needs to be a separation between those two, um, and that's why it's important. You have to wear the, that's a, either a belt of some sort. Kishemesim kova, when you wear your hat, omit nefet or turban berosho on your head. Yevarech alter Israel b'tifara, Hashem who crowns uh, the Jew with glory. Kishayitol yadav, when he blesses his hands, yevarech al netilat yadayin. He says, So here, according to Shulchan Aruch, we, we put the Al Yadayim later on in the order of blessings. 
Um, we, normally, we don't follow that in our Sidurim, as you said before. When he washes his face, the blessing of Hashem who removes the slumber from our eyes. And then there's also a Vihiratzon. There's also a, a Yehiratzon that we say um, uh, that Hashem should remove from us the Yetzirah, the Ayin Hara, and then provide us with good. Baruch Hashem, Gomel Chasadim Tovim La'amo Yisrael. And the blessing concludes. However, says the Shulchan Aruch, En La'anot Amen, Achar HaMa'avir Shena Me'enai. We don't say Amen after that blessing. Because it is considered one bracha. Okay, so Mishnah gives a little introduction before he goes into the halachot, and he says the following. Before a person comes to shul, while he's still in the courtyard of the shul, let's call it the parking lot, he shall say, to the house of God, we walk with emotion, with uh, with feeling, with regish. Vayargish, v'yirta atzmo, v'yikanso lebeta kenesem merop pachdo. He should fear with trembling that he's, that he's entering synagogue through a lot of pachad, a lot of, you know, he's scared. He's scared. Coming to Bet Knesset, it's the total opposite of what people do now, but he's coming to Bet Knesset, you've got to come to Bet Knesset in a state of pachad, of fear. You know, you're coming, you're approaching Akadosh Baruch Hu. This is not, uh, you don't take it lightly. And he should just pause for a moment before entering. And say, He's quoting a pasuk from Tehillim, where David Amelach says, uh, with, with uh, me now, with your tremendous chesed, Hashem, Avo Betecha, I'm going to come to your house, I'm going to uh, bow down, Elhecha Kochecha Beiratecha in fear. And after he goes in. It's actually a halacha. Um, I know that the, in many, uh, it's brought down many Sidurim, but I know the Ashkenazim were very uh, uh, meticulous in, in, uh, in saying this. Um, not only that, there's a custom, a lot of people to say Adon Olam in the morning. Um, not after Shachrit, but in the, in the morning, because Adon Olam was instituted by, uh, some say it was Abraham Avinu who wrote Adon Olam, because he was the first person to call uh, Hashem Master, Adon. And Abra- the morning tefillah corresponds to Abraham, it's his tefillah. So all people say Adon Olam in the morning. Um, and the, uh, a lot of the uh, Ashkenazim, they grow up singing the song of Matovu. You might know that song. Okay. Uh, he doesn't mention that here. He doesn't mention the Matovu. It's also a Pasuk. In fact, it's a Pasuk in the Torah. Um, so, um, because there were some, some Sidur editions that didn't want to include that Pasuk of Matovu Alecha Yaakov, because it was, um, it was recited by Bilam. You know, the whole, Bilam wanted to curse B'nai Israel. Instead, he came, this Pasuk came out, which, Turns out to be an amazing pursuit, but and praise. But because the intent was a curse, a lot of people don't put it in there. But nevertheless, we uh, mostly during we look it in. You, you, uh, especially Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says a person should say the, that pasuk of Matovu Ohalecha Yaakov. But nevertheless, the idea here before you come in, just stop, realize where you're going, and 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 say this pasuk. You know, if if, if you can remember it by heart, great. If not, maybe. You have it written down somewhere, but and even if you can't say it, the idea is in the mind that you're coming into a very, very sacred uh, place. Okay, so now now we get into the the meat of things in terms of 
the halacha. So we so we said when he wakes up, kol all these blessings, every single one of them that we that we mentioned in that in the for opening halacha, humishum there is a rule that the Gemara says that a person is not allowed to benefit from this world, anything in this world, without a blessing. That's why we say a bracha uh, before we eat. Because I can't, how can I enjoy food without, that's a, that's a benefit to me. So I have to say a bracha to that. So now, everything that was listed here, the fact that I can open my eyes, the fact that I can stand, the fact that I can walk, the fact that I have shoes, a hat, whatever it is, that's all a benefit. So he's saying all of these brachot, the whole purpose is because how am I, how am I supposed to benefit without a bracha? And any person that uh, benefits from this world without a blessing is like he was ma'al. Ma'al is me'ila. Ma'al is misuse. When you misuse something sacred, in time of the Beit HaMikdash, if they had a sacred jug of oil, okay, you can't take that oil to go go fry chicken chicken wings, right? That's misuse. It's ma'al, okay, me'ila. So therefore, we're, here's a big chidush. What he's saying, what the Gemara is saying, he's going the Gemara because now we're saying that even a regular apple has kedusha to it. And now if I'm if I'm if I'm eating from that apple without a beracha, I'm misusing the apple. It's like I'm committing me'ila. I have no right to. The Mishnah Bura often uses uh, Aramaic terms. means that there are two psukim that contradict each other. Ketiv, on one hand, it's written, that the land is for Hashem. Hashem Ha'aretz. Uchtiv, the contradicting pasuk says, that land was given to mankind. So what is it? Is earth given to God? Is for God? Or is earth given for mankind? How do we solve this contradiction? The rabbis answered, La kasha. It's not a problem. This is not an issue. Before a person says a bracha, then everything belongs to God. I have no business eating from that apple. It's God. And if I was to take it, if I was to take it, it's like I'm misusing, without bracha, it's like I'm misusing something and uh, misusing a holy object. But once I say a bracha on it and I recognize that Hashem was the one that put this apple for me to enjoy, right, but I have to have that recognition, then the aris is for me. Then it's, it's mine. Kodim bracha, before the blessing, hi Hashem. Okay, explain. Right, so before the bracha, everything is for God and it's prohibited like hekdesh. Like the like the holy sacred objects in the Beit Hamikdash that belong to God. The Achar Bracha and after the Bracha, Hutar Hakol Ibn Adam. Everything is mutar. Everything is permitted to, to man once I say a Bracha. Beimken and if so, Kevan she Kodem Habracha Hila Hashem. Since before the Bracha everything is for God, Hare Akol Kodesh Hashem. Everything is holy to God. Ve'yeshba. And therefore, I am misusing the object if I benefit from it. Like truma, truma is the gifts that were given to the Kohanim. Shehi Kodesh, which is considered Kodesh. If I if I eat teruma um, when I'm not and I'm not a Kohen, um, I transgress many loving. 
Okay, I'm, 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 I'm misusing. I have to pay a fine. I have to pay back the truma. I have to pay an additional fine. Who, who gives me right to eat kodesh? Truma, truma is, is meant only for the kohanim. Nobody else. I'm not a kohen. He's a kohen. Mary's a kohen. So he, he's going to eat teruma. No one else in the world can eat teruma. And if I was to think I can, and by the way, the teruma looks the same. It, it, it's, it, his apple of teruma looks the exact same as my apple. But his is holier than mine. And if I eat it, I'm misusing and I, ha- and I have to pay a fine. That's why the rabbis instituted a bracha for every type of, uh, of, of, uh, of thing that we have that a person is able to, uh, to enjoy. Okay, Siv Katan Bet, Mishenato. We say when he wakes up, Mishenato from his sleep. Rotzel Omar, Davka Sof Shenato. This is specifically when the end of your sleep. If a guy wakes up at uh, 1.30 in the morning, okay, he doesn't have to go through all these brachot now because he has to go to the bathroom. You know, he's going back to sleep. So that's why he tells us it, these, bra- these blessings have to be at the end. Okay, the first bracha he says, Yomar Elohai Neshama. Elohai Neshama. Here he tells us a rule, a very important rule. You have to pause between the words Elohai and the words and the word Neshama. Okay, so Elohai means my my God and Neshama Shanatatabi. Why? Why do I have to make a, a separation? Put a comma there. So it doesn't sound like you're saying Shanishama hi Elohad you know, and you don't want your you want you don't want the neshama to sound like it's God. You know, it's like a person says, uh, "My son Jack." Okay, if you don't put a comma there, then your son would be Jack. But if you put a comma, then you could differentiate between the two. There's my son, and Jack is a funny person, right? So Elohai, my God, this message is for you. Neshama shanatata The soul that you gave me is is pure. So my, make sure you have a, uh, a, a pause over there. If you want to know all the laws about uh, this bracha of Elohai Neshama, you have to go way back to Siman Vav. We're on Siman uh, Mem Vav. So 40 Simanim before. There he goes. I, I, I talk about all the, the laws about Elohai Neshama. The next blessing he says is la sechvi. When you hear the sound of the of the rooster, you say hanoten la sechvi bina. So look what he says: halev nikra sechvi bilshon hamikra. Okay, the the word sechvi is a strange word. So he says when you look in scripture in mikra, you'll find that sechvi refers to the heart. So therefore, one Hashem who gives the heart the ability to discern, to understand. Between uh, night and day, yom v'layla. Dichtiv, as the pasuk says, O minatana sechvi bina. Ve'alev hu amevin. The heart is the uh, organ of the body that gives us the ability to distinguish between things, to uh, to determine things, and to understand things. Ve'yedea bina through the understanding, adam avchin ben yom v'layla. That's when a person can distinguish between no uh, day and night. So there's in Kabbalah they talk a lot about this, the difference between what um, between chokhmah, wisdom, da'at, which is the application, okay, and bina is the ability to uh, uh, distinguish. So so uh, 
I might know, I know what day is and I know what night is. So that's, I guess, the Chochmah. Okay. And, but now, how do I, how do I determine or decide when is what that requires Bina? And then you have the application of it as a dot. And that's why you always see those three words together, Chochmah, Bina, Vadat. Um, in, in, in that in that order, so that the, the binam comes from the heart. By the way, teshuvah also comes from the lev, and teshuvah is all binah. In kabbalistic words, it's all binah. It's the ability to. It's not just knowing what's right and what's wrong, but it's it's distinguishing between the two. Obviously, there's the action as well of teshuvah, but it stems from the from the binah. Umipene shatanegol mevin gam kenze. And because the rooster understands this as well, the difference between day and night, okay, and also uh, by 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 hearing um, uh, by hearing the uh, that a man has hanaa, he knows or the, uh, through through listening to the sound of the rooster, he knows that day is approaching because the rooster actually crows. Just before sunrise, it crows. It crows at uh, at dawn, or I think even just before dawn. And uh, he says that in in the Arabic language, they used to call the tarnegol the rooster sechvi, and that's why this bracha came about. That's why they established this blessing as a tarnegol. So there's a, there's a hanaa here, like he said before, when man. You know, there's a rooster here that's letting you know it's morning time. That's a benefit to me. And that benefit is a reason why I say a bracha, right? Because like we said at the beginning, that all, uh, uh, that all things that provide me benefit need to be blessed upon. And we'll look later on in Seif Chet. Malbish Arumim. Malbish Arumim, he who clothes the naked. Lab davka shiashen arum. No, not, not only when the guy is sleeping naked. Not everybody sleeps naked. There are people that do, but not everyone does. Because once a, once a person puts on his upper garment, that's when he can say this blessing. So it seems to be impl- implied from the Mishnah Bru'ah that an upper, without an upper garment, you have the status of Adam, right? You have the status of, of, of naked. Obviously, there are different levels of you know, of nakedness. But die when you have no bottom part, for sure you're naked. But uh, the top part as well. That's what I'm saying, Malbish at, Arumim, uh, at this point, when I say, when I put on my, my top uh, clothing. So back then, they used to wear long jalabas. They used to wear long kaftans. Uh, you know, that's, you know, really one piece of clothing. Uh, but they still had something underneath as well for their bottom part. But that Malbush Elyon, that, that outer garment, the, um, you know, the, the outer garment is when a person would say this bracha, malbish arumim. Okay. Al um, enav. Then you say when we rub his eyes, perus, ayedeh haluk, through the sheet. Okay. The asu, why, why you do it? Why do you have to do it through a sheet? Or your clothing? Because you didn't wash your hands. Oh, you didn't wash your hands. Very good. The asu, turn the page. Because you can't rub your, your eyes before you wash your hands. Asu, your hands are tameh. Your hands are, are, are uh, filthy with with who knows what it touched during the night, and as well, they're spiritually dirty. So you're t- you're touching it through a haluk, kemoshe katub simandalid, like we talked about way back in simandalid. Hamechin, we say hamechin mitzadeh gaver. He who prepares the the steps 
of, um, of man. Ubaguda katub asher hechin. He said there's a different, um, there's a different uh, nusach that says asher hechin mitzadeh gaver. That's not our, um, that's not our girsah. We say hamechin mitzadeh gaver. Now, we said that the Ramah said a person that wears the avnet to separate between his heart and his uh, erva, his reproductive organ. So avnet dehacha hu michnasayim. So Mishnah Bruah says, you want to know what the avnet is? That's pants. That's pants. When you put on your pants, nowadays people wear pants, you would say, ozer yisrael bigvura. Vechen ha'avnet she'izkira shuchan aruch bereish shima'an tzadi aleph. And that's the same avnet that the shuchan aruch talks about later, later on in tzadi aleph. In 91, he's good, that's, uh, he's talking about pants. Even though when the Torah mentions the word avnet in parashat um, terumah uh, and the tetzaveh, it's, ref- it's referring to the belt, that's the avnet of the Kohen. The Mishnah says that according to the Chachamim, they often refer to Avnet as Michnasayim. Michnasayim is pants. And that's why when the Ramah wrote on top about putting on the Avnet, he wrote the verb Lovesh. Lovesh means to wear something. If you were talking about a belt, you would use the verb Choger, which is to, to gird a belt. Uh, that's what you would uh, probably, that's what he would have probably used. Oter Yisrael. Oter Yisrael betifara. That's with the bracha that you say when you put on a hat. So he asks a question. Why is it that we're saying that Hashem uh, crowns here Yisrael? This is the only bracha that we mentioned Yisrael. Oter Yisrael betifara and Ozer Yisrael bigvura. Why even mention Yisrael here? The reason is for the other, all the other blessings, it's for the benefit of the whole world. Everybody is equal. Everybody wakes up. Everybody rubs their eyes. Everybody puts their feet on the ground. Everybody puts on their pants. That's that's standard. What's not the case with these two blessings? Here we have a special addition for Jews that wear that 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 keep more laws of seniut. Seniut, of course, is modesty um, in a very loose term, but that's what it means. We wear the extra belt so that our heart does not see the erva, the reproductive organ. And kova, even the hat that we wear, is mishum seniut. The Gemara says the, the covering of reshech, of your rosh, of your head, is mipene ema is for fear of, of demarach, of your master, which is why we wear a kippah, right? And why many people wear a, uh, even a hat in addition to that, okay? So this is the reason why we wear these things, an extra level of, uh, of seniut. And then lastly, on the last Mishnah Bura on this one is vihiratzon. There's, uh, there's a yehiratzon said after Ma'avir Shana, shetargilenu betoratecha lashon rabim. He says it is a, uh, we say it in plural, plural tense which is actually how the Moroccans say it as well. The general Svaradim, I again made a note over here, I had to change it in my own Sidur, because the general Svaradim say it in singular tense. Um, they say, here, they say, Shetargileni betoratecha. 
ותדביקני במצוותיך, ואל תביאני לידי חטא. But we Moroccans, we have the Nusach to say it like the Ashkenazim in plural. In plural. So, shetargilenu, all of us, ותדביקנו, ואל תביאנו לידי חטא. All through the whole thing, it's all, it's all, uh, all plural. Okay. Let us do, and back on top, to halacha bet. So now we're going to answer uh, your question, Mayor. Achshav, now, because our hands are not clean, and there's many, many people, unfortunately, he calls them ameha aratzot, that um, don't know these these blessings or to do them in the proper order. The custom is to be mesader them, to order them in synagogue. And we say Amen after each bracha. And that's how we fulfill the, uh, the mitzvah, uh, the, the obligation of the bracha. This is the time from before Sidurim. Okay? Ashkenazim still have the practice nowadays to go. One guy gets in the front, and he starts saying the brachot, and everybody answers Amen, you know, to, uh, to commemorate this halacha. Okay? Even though a lot of them already said the uh, the brachot at home, but even if you didn't say the brachot at home and you hear from the the chazan and you answer amen, you're going to say dechova, like any bracha as long as you have in mind. So let's look at the mishnah. Uh, oh, uh, let's look at the mishnah brura. Mishnah brura says nahagul esadram beim mutar gam lehamtin bebirkat netilat yadayim esadram betakeneset ayin el vesiman vav mishnah brura. He goes, if you want to know whether or not a person should uh, postpone his bracha of netilat yadayim until synagogue, he says, look back in Siman Vav. Over there, uh, he goes at length uh, as, to, uh, as to what a person should do. Uh, just to sum up, a person should actually save your uh, al netilat yadayim at home. This is the reason why we say al netilat yadayim at home. Okay, then wash again in synagogue, but without, without a bracha. Ve'onin amen, and we answer amen, ubedi abad, Bediavad means, let's say a guy didn't answer Amen. Even if you didn't answer Amen to the guy's bracha, okay, you still fulfill you still fulfill the bracha by listening to it. Because you had intent to, to, to fulfill them, um, I guess, the blessing by listening to it. So if you didn't say Amen, it's fine, as long as you had Kavanah. And by answering Amen, you're Yotze Yedei Chobatan, you fulfill your obligation. Motsi im mechaven bebirchato. Even for an expert, you could you could be motsi. So you have a guy that already knows the bracha. The guy already knows it. But the guy, Chazan, can go and fulfill the blessing for him. Vayen le'el, go take a look back in Besof Siman Vav, Magen Abraham, she'evi b'shem ha'levush, l'achmir bebirkat ha'shachar, she'eno motsi b'fachot me'asara. He says, uh, he quotes Magen Abraham, that you should try to have at least 10 people here in Shul. When you're when the guy is saying the, the blessings, you should not have less than ten people. I go at length in the halacha. He says nowadays a person needs to make sure he does it on his own, and the uh, the shaliyat tibur does not uh, does not fulfill the mitzvah for anybody. Over there. So why? So why does he do it? If he doesn't fulfill the mitzvah, it could be that he's doing it for himself, or he's doing it again just to commemorate the, the what, what the tradition was. The tradition was this is how it was done, so they do it. Um, okay, halacha gimel, halacha gimel. Back on top, short halacha. 
very famous halacha that you guys probably heard of before. Chayav adam levarech bechol yom me'a berachot lefachot. Every person is obligated. Chayav. Whenever you see chayav, that just means a good thing. It doesn't say tov. It says chayav. He's obligated to bless every day 100 blessings lefachot at least. Okay, why? Why do I have to bless 100 blessings? You heard of this before? Yeah. Yeah, heard? Okay. WMF. Okay, so he brings it down. So let's look at the Mishnah Brua. This is why the Mishnah Brua is good. It gives us the explanation. So Mishnah Brua at the bottom. Sivkat and Yudali. Hata'am. Every day, there was a plague at the time of David HaMelech, where there were a uh, hundred people, hundred Jewish souls perishing. Every day. Imagine that happened in your community. Like, whoa. Like, you know what, a hundred? Yeah, you're like, oh, what's a hundred people? Like, we've seen one. No, a hundred people every day in your own community. We just, kacha. Tiken David Azeh, David HaMelech made a takana. Levarech mea brachot bechol yom. That we have to say a bracha, a hundred brachot every day. So now everyone asks the same question. A hundred brachot, wow, that's a lot. How am I going to get a hundred brachot? He tells you, he goes, you'd be surprised. On an average day, you get more than a hundred brachot, very easily. He explains. Ketzad, how is that? So he starts at night, because the, the Jewish day starts at night. Balayla, at night, kesheolech lishon mevarech hamapil. When you go to sleep, you say Kriyat Shema Mitan. There, in that Kriyat Shema, there's a bracha called Hamapil, so that's one. Ubashacha mevarech al netilat yadayim v'asher yachar. When you wake up in the morning, you say al netilat yadayim v'asher yachar. That's another two, so you're up to three. Ve'od sheshesre brachot be'birkat ha'shachar. There's another 16 blessings in birkat ha'shachar, so you're up to 19. Ve'shalosh brachot ala Torah, and three blessings of the Torah. So now you're up to 22. Hare eshtrim v'shtayim, that's 22. Ubirkat tzitzit utfilin and tzitzit and tefilin hare od shalosh. That's three. So Ashkenazim say two on tefilin. We only say one. Sfardim only say one. And Sfardim also don't say a bracha on tzitzit if they're going to wear talit afterwards. So we're kind of down three. Okay. Lefimin hagenu. Okay, so he said. Lefimin hagenu shemevarachin shtaim al tefilin. According to our custom, the Ashkenazim who say two brachas on tefilin, hare esim v'chamesh, we're now up to 25. Baruch She'amar Ve'ishtabach, Hareot Shtayim. Okay, Baruch She'amar and Ishtabach are both uh, blessings. We're going to get to that, Bezrat Hashem. Okay, so now we're up to 27. Ubirkat Keriyat Shema, Shachrit Ve'arvit, in Birkat Yiru Enenu Shmone. If you add the brachot of, of uh, Kriyat Shema, two before and one after in Shachrit, two before and two after in Arvit, and then you have Yiru Enenu, that's eight. Haresh Shloshim Hamesh, we're up to 35. And there are 57 blessings, the Shalos Tfilot, of the three Shmon Esres. We're now up to 92. You're going to have two meals. It's a problem nowadays with people that don't want to have bread and don't eat carbs um, for uh, different reasons, but okay. But some people, they just don't like eating bread. But if you, if you do have bread, you have two, you have Mazot. You have 16 blessings there. How? Okay, every seuda you have eight blessings. That's two. Four blessings in Birkat Amazon. That's six. And the custom was always to, to say Birkat Amazon on a glass of wine. 
So you look in Birkat Amazon, you always see Sabri Maranan, Boreperi Geffen. So you say Boreperi Geffen, and you have, once you say Boreperi Geffen, you have to say Bracha Achronam, the end blessing on the wine that you drank. So there's eight, and you're doing that twice, so 16. So now we're already up to 108. So we've surpassed our 100. We've surpassed our 100. And if so, even on a fast day, where you are missing one meal, because you're probably not going to eat in the morning, but you'll eat at night. You're still going to get your 100. On Shabbat, you're going to be missing 13, because the Shabbat Shmona Esrei is a lot shorter than the weekday Shmona Esrei. The weekday Amidah is 19 blessings. Shabbat is 7. That's a big difference. Okay, so we're short, uh, short 13. Um, as brought down again, Abraham, again, Sham, again, Yirel Ashlimam beminei perotum gadim. This is therefore the custom is that a person should have little fruits and nuts during a thing. This is, by the way, why Moroccans say brachot before hamotzi. Everyone thinks we're from we're from outer space. If you uh, you bring you bring out any person that's not Moroccan to your table and they see you eating uh, saying brachot, they go, "What are you doing? Right? You're supposed to do hamotzi right after." Uh, so why are we eating olives and crackers and adama? And the, the answer is because we need to fill, fulfill 100. It's a great minhag to fulfill the 100 brachot because we're short. Okay? It's, if you have a kiddush shul, okay, you're, you're pretty good. But let's say I didn't have kiddush shul, so now he goes home. So you put out the table full with uh, crackers and olives and uh, carrots or whatever it is. So you make sure you get a bracha, a little drink, shakol also. And then now you just added more brachot to your to your count. Ve'im uh, enlo... Now, if he, let's say he doesn't have, or you're, you have the minhag not to eat uh, brachot, so now what do you do? So he says, You know what you do? When the guy goes up to the Torah, you have in mind, and you answer amen to that bracha, there you have two per aliyah, plus the four of the haftarah, you answer amen to, okay, and there you go, there you, you made it up. But that just means that people got to be here for the whole uh, the whole Kriyata Torah, right? Um, the Magen Abraham writes, A person should not uh, put himself in a, a state where maybe that blessing was not needed just because you need to fill up a hundred brachot. So let me just start saying brachot just randomly, okay? Because uh, you need to get to 100. It's, you know, uh, saying a bracha means that you're saying Hashem's name. And it's a very serious thing. If that bracha was unnecessary, you're saying Hashem's name in vain, it's a big problem. So therefore, you know, he said to stay away. We also have the concept of listening to the brachot like Shabbat, the people that go up to the Torah. The problem is, that there's no meals whatsoever, you're still short three. That's why you can fill this up with besamim. I don't know if you guys see some people carry around besamim on Yom Kippur. They see, uh, they, they put in, they take like a thing, they put in the besamim, you drink, you, you smell it. Um, but, you know, how many times can you say uh, the bracha besamim? You're short three. So how many times can you do it? So as long as you're still thinking of that besamim that you smelled, you can't say another bracha. You would have to go through some sort of either a whole tefillah of some sort where your mind was totally, 
you're no longer thinking of having concentration on that, on that besamin to say it again, which is generally the rule with everything. Okay, once I stop, if I eat an apple, okay, and I say boreperiaets, and five minutes later I want a pear, I don't say another boreperiaets because the apple is still kind of on my line. But if I eat an apple, I say boreperiaets, and then I go play basketball for an hour, and then I come back and I want to eat a pear or another apple, I have to say another boreperiaets because my mind was mesiach dato. Messiah dat. Um, so if your if your mind was still on that reyach of the of the besamim that you're smelling, don't say another bracha. Mishum bracha shenatzricha. Bechen yuchal leashlimam bebirkat asher yatzarim nizameno. So what do you do on Yom Kippur? Okay, so you go to the bathroom. Generally, you have to go to the bathroom, right? Because you drink a lot before. So you have asher yatzar over there. Veshad yosel piat chag b'mash mechaven lishmo hazrat ashaks. Ah, okay. And if you're really, really stuck on Yom Kippur, then you have the the chazan who's saying the amida, repeating the amida. You answer amen to those brachot. Okay. So that's how we fulfill 100 brachot uh, every uh, every day. That's every day we gotta do that. Um, okay. Good. How are we doing on time? Okay. Good. Dalit, back on top. Sarich levarech bechol yom. We also have to bless. Shelo asani oved kochavim. Oved kochavim is a fancy way of saying goy. Nowadays we just say shelo asani goy. That Hashem did not create us a gentile. Shelo asani avid. That he did not create us as a slave. And shelo asani isha. He did not create me as a woman. Vafilu ger. The Ramah says. Haya yachol levarech kach. Even a convert can say this bracha of Shiloh Asani Goy, according to, uh, according to the Ramah. I believe the Shukhan, the, the scene that the Shukhan doesn't talk about it. Um, but he should not say Shiloh Asani, um, oh, no, no, sorry. Even the Ger can say the, these blessings, I think he's referring to all the, all the blessings over here, but, um, but he cannot say Shiloh Asani Goy. As he says over here, because he was uh, and he was a goy from the beginning. So if he's a goy from the beginning, he can't say thank you, Hashem, for not making me a goy. And the women have to say the bracha, thank you, Hashem, that you created me in His in His will, um, the way that He wanted us to be created. And we'll talk about that uh, now in the Mishnah Bruah. Okay, so Mishnah Bruah, Shelo Asani, uh, Shelo Asani person should not make sure not to say the text of the blessing, thank you Hashem who made me a Jew. He says you might find some sidurim um, uh, that are uh, mislabeled and misprinted that write Yisrael who made me to a Jew, but that's not the correct uh, term. It needs to be Shiloh Asani Goy. The reason is because if you say Shasani Israel, then you cannot bless after Shalasani Eved, Shalasani Isha. Because once you, a Yisrael, a Yisrael already implies that you're not an Eved. And a Yisrael is a male, which implies that you're not a woman. So you, then you can't say those next two blessings. So you say Shalasani Goy. Oved Kochabim. Let's say the guy said Asani Isha that I'm not a, that you didn't create me a woman first. Yes, Omrim, there are those who say the Shuv Lo Yuchalevarech Shelo Asani Akum Shelo Asani Yaver. There are those that say you cannot say the other two blessings anymore. 
of goy and slave, because a woman is on a higher level than a goy and a slave. And, and through the blessing of, of, of Isha, you include the thanks. Therefore, and so, because an Eved is higher than a Goy. Because uh, an Eved, a slave, at least is obligated to do some mitzvot. The Goy is not obligated to anything. There are many Acharonim that argue with this. He says, even if you make a mistake, you can still say the other blessings. Let's say you, a slave gave birth to a slave. Some say he can't say the blessing that you didn't make me into a slave because you were born a slave. Uh, he can also say because an Eved is worse than Isha. Those that argue. Um, so now, the Ger, what could he bless? He is allowed to say the blessing in the words Hashem who made me into a Ger because it is a Shevach. It's a praise. It's a praise that Hashem gave the person the uh, the ability to say, "Wow, I want to be a Jew." The mikre asiya. It's also considered an action. Shasani, that he made me into a get. Kidichtiv, like the pasuk says, nefesh asher asu When Abraham Avinu went to go con- convert all the people that were that were lost, the Torah says that he made them into a nefesh. He made them into a Jews uh, into Jews. There is an action involved when you when you help someone come to convert. There are those that argue. And the reason is because the word she'asani, who made me, doesn't seem to work well. Because it was the person who made the decision to convert. Uh, Hashem didn't make him into a ger. Okay, he, he made him into a into a, a non-Jew, but he made through his his good bechira, his good choice to uh, a truthful choice to become a Jew. Everybody holds. A person can say shelo asani eved and isha ve'afa gav de'akum zitfei me'eved afilu achi mayan nolad eved penu ayam eshacherora bo ve'ayan ishar eved. Even if he was born an eved, he could still say the bracha of akum. Of Goy and uh, Isha, um, lest he, uh, lest the guy, the guy, he never gets free, and he stays in Eved his whole life. Masha'en can was not the case. Ata now talui birzon asmo, where the where the conversion is dependent on himself. Lastly, mamzer. A mamzer is um, a bastard. Uh, all right, I don't need to define, but that's what a mamzer is. Yuchal levarech kol elu brachot. He could say all these blessings. The Israel Gamurhu. He's a Jew. He's a Mamzer, but he's a Jew. The Chen Suma, even uh, someone who's blind. The Kaimalan Shu Chayab Bekola Mitzvot. He is Chayab in all Mitzvot. The Tumtum Vandrogonos. A Tumtum and Androgonos. One of them is the Tumtum is we don't know if he's a male or female because it's covered. And Androgonos is he has both. 
both genitals. They are obligated out of doubt for all mitzvot. They cannot say, uh, make me an isha, because we don't know. Maybe you are an isha. Uh, um, okay, is look at the Magen uh, Abraham. Okay, so I think we're gonna we're gonna stop the Shuhana Ruch portion over there.